Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman. Today we are continuing the New Reader series, and we're doing that with Ultimate Collection Volume 7, which is issues 71 to 84. And joining me for this, as always, is Liz. Ow, wow, 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 hi guys! And Brittany. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I'm your host, Ryan, uh, and... I'm going to start off the show today by going over a new iTunes review that we got. Uh, this was actually towards the end of November. We just keep forgetting to mention it. So thank you to TSUJJ8789. Uh, and his iTunes review, he gave us five stars, which is great. He said, if you're reading this, then you already know all about Invincible, and you already know that it is rare to find others that read this fantastic series. What this podcast provides is a small community for the best comic out there, and for that reason, you should give it a listen. Not to mention that they only... Not to mention that not only do they talk about recent issues, but they also help relive the Invincible experience with a series of episodes featuring people catching up on the series from the start. A great idea and a great podcast. So, thank you. That's an awesome review. That's so cool. And uh, we appreciate the reviews. That's, that always helps. Uh, if there's somebody looking for comic book podcasts on iTunes or something and they search comic book podcasts or they search Walking Dead or they search something, it makes it more likely for us to pop up if... You know, we have more reviews and especially five stars. So another uh, thing we got was an email. Uh, this is from Kevin Garcia. And again, this kind of fits just like that iTunes review, considering this is a new reader series. Um, and Kevin says that, you know, he listens to the podcast while doing his mind-numbing tasks at work. And he's actually really grown to like the new reader episodes. Initially, he wasn't crazy about hearing the newcomers catch up all the way from the beginning, but he really dug it after listening. I love how passionate and involved the ladies are. It's given me the chance to go back and also review the Invincible comics from the beginning, and now that it's coming to an end. I see that the Astounding Wolfman episode is out now, and so I'm excited to hear that, which it is out, and it's awesome. Bill and TJ did an awesome job on that one. And he says, anyway, here's my question. Is there any way for us listeners to get a planned list of the upcoming Skybound character books? Like, what's the episode scheduling after Wolfman Volume 1? Um... Thank you for the email. And remember, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, as far as what's coming up on our schedule, it's a little difficult for us to plan too far in advance because the issues, you know, as you know, um, the issues have been a little sporadic lately with their delays and everything. Um, but right now it looks like we're going to have a new issue um, towards the end of January. And before that, we're probably the next uh, episode of the podcast is probably going to be Brit Volume 2. So if you're going to want to listen to that, you should read up on Brit Volume 2. And then after that, it'll probably be Wolfman Volume 2. We don't want to start too many other characters since we already have those two going. So we'll probably get into those. And then after those, I mean, who knows, maybe Tech Jacket, Garden Globe. There's other, there's other uh, spinoffs that we want to tackle. But soon we're going to uh, have new issues to talk about and obviously want to continue with the new reader series and get the girls caught, caught up. So I think that's it. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm pretty excited. He called me a lady. The ladies. Oh. The ladies. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm doing something right with my life. <laughs> no, do, doing good. Lots to do coming up with the holiday season, mm -hmm. but um, doing good. We are recording this like, was it the 22nd? 
Yes. Yeah, yes, so it is. only mm-hmm. a few days away, which means I have to edit and get this episode ready to post tomorrow morning. Nice. So, wow. Yeah, so no messing up. So, so Katie's that's less definitely <laughs> rapping alone. <laughs> no, I'll help. I'll help her wrap some presents. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I love Christmas. I love the holidays. So it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to jump right into this now. So this is volume seven. Um, I think uh, a, a little bit about what we read previously in volume six. So where we left off was Nolan just arrived on Earth and he had, a, you know, he just showed up and said, you know, the time for war is now and he's come with Alan to get Mark and Nolan hasn't been on Earth since he left with after the fight with Mark. So um, that was exciting. Uh, we found out that Eve was pregnant and that's where that storyline ended. We found out that Conquest is still alive. Cecil kept him alive. And, uh, and that Thrag, this leader of Ultramite, had sent Conquest to intercept, you know, Nolan and their forces from stopping them. So here we go. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. I'm prepared. I have my Eve shirt on. You do? <laughs> so fun badass. story. We do, uh, among our group of friends, we do a Secret Santa. And it's neat because Liz had me, I had Brittany, and Brittany had Bill. Those are all people that you know from the podcast, and we had like 15 people in this Secret Santa, so it was kind of neat that, you know, we all kind of had each other here on the podcast in a way, and I got Liz a Adam Eve shirt, and she's Brittany. wearing it out. Brittany and Adam Eve shirt. I got you. I got Brittany and Adam Eve shirt. Why did I say Liz? <laughs> I don't know. Because you were it's... thinking about my awesome gift, that's yeah, all. Yeah, Liz had me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Liz is sending me to Comic-Con. Well, I am fully prepared. That's right. Okay, so... It starts off with issue 71, and uh, let's see here. I like how, uh, right before we um, get too much into it, the covers. This is called The Viltrumite War. Um, You know, the next series of issues, I forgot how many exactly issues it goes up to, but they all have the matching, you know, style of covers where they have that band, that panel across the bottom, so it's almost like there's two scenes that Otley got to draw And it's just a really neat way to separate, you know, to signify that this is an event, you know, that's going on in these issues. And I just wanted to shout out that really cool covers uh, during the Voltramite War. Um, So, yeah, Mark gets a call while they're fighting the Flaxons again. This is the third time they've, you know, fought the Flaxons. Wouldn't they just get it by now? Right. Well, they keep trying. (laughs) You know, the first time they didn't know that they aged quickly there. The second time they had the bracelets. And now this time they have, like, the tanks or whatever that's slowing their aging. And um, Mark gets a call from, you know, Invincible Incorporated, you know, that he's needed elsewhere. And Mark's like, can't you just send Oliver, you know, I mean, like, because he's busy fighting, you know, aliens. Um, And so uh, the Flaxons end up aging again. They shoot the tanks. And uh, uh, a big thing about this fight is that once they figure out the aging thing and they get them to start retreating back through their portal... Robot, you know, has this idea that they're like, let's just, let's go after them. This is our chance. Let's go through the portal with them. And him and Monster Girl jump through the portal with them. And, you know, he said this is our way to stop them. They're just going to, you know, keep coming back and keep trying to conquer us. So Robot jumps out. Him and Monster Girl go through the portal and it closes behind them. And we don't see them again for a long time. Yeah, and actually... I remember, like, once I got to the, near the end of this volume, I was like, 
where were they? So yeah. I had to flip back and be like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that they had gone in that portal. Mm-hmm. So it was like this big... Man, there's so much that happens in this one. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the crazy it's, it's, thing is... There's so much that does happen that I personally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to the first issue. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, it's amazing because while these were released monthly, I mean, we went, we went like a good solid year, year and a half before we saw Robot again, before he came back. Wow. So for us, it was like, he's gone. Right. You know, he was gone for a while. You mean Rex? Rex. That's right. <laughs> he prefers to be called Rex. <laughs> and so, uh... We've got uh, the next bit. We've got Nolan and Alan showing up looking for Tech Jacket because, you know, as we know, they're on their quest to find different things that can help them in the coming war. And they've heard about Tech Jacket from the Galdarians and they show up to try and find him. And um, he's in the space station. Yeah, he has a space station. You know, Uh, Brittany, you actually asked me at work today whether or not Tech Jacket had his own series. I did. And, uh, because he's awesome in this volume. Yeah, he's he's comical, he's young, he's mm-hmm. good looking for a cartoon, I guess. <laughs> I think um I think Bill and I were we were gonna be doing the kind of like how we do with Wolfman and Brit. We were gonna be going over the tech jacket one. I think it'd be really cool if you and Bill did that way somebody else gets to talk to you guys. <laughs> but we'll we'll get to that later on down the road. But because I actually haven't even read Tech Jacket yet. I'm excited to read more about it. So um Mark and uh, Oliver are talking, and Mark doesn't want Oliver to go with them um, because it's too dangerous and everything. But then uh, uh, while they're talking and Debbie's standing there, Nolan shows up. Mm. So this is the first time Nolan has seen Debbie. Um, And what did you think of this scene? I mean, Debbie says, you know, there's nothing you could say to make me stop hating you. And Nolan just immediately, I meant nothing I said that day. And... I mean, he goes on to explain, you know, that he was wrong and that he was basically keeping it inside, that he didn't want to believe that he was, you know, that he was feeling those emotions. And and she basically straight up ends it by saying, I don't think I'll ever really believe that. How could I? And Nolan's like, I understand. So how do you feel about this? Like since issue one, I want to say since or since volume one, I want to say, Brittany, we ended the volume one new reader with you saying like, She's going to take him back someday. She's going to take him back. And I know, I mean, we know where this volume goes, but in this moment, like, were you glad that she kind of stood her ground and was like, nope? Me personally, I still look at this. I mean, I really like this page. I like this conversation. Um, I feel like it's a very real scenario. Mm -hmm. And for her saying, you know, I'm never going to believe you again. Come on. (laughs) It's baloney. But, you know, the fact that he didn't push her on it or get upset and saying, you know, I understand and I'm sorry, just shows again that he actually is letting those emotions kind of shine through and show that he has changed. So even though she stood her ground, which I was like, hey, girl, good job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> really, she's in that moment, since he was kind and sensitive, uh, I know there was like that flicker of, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the crazy thing is, like, think back to after the end of Volume 1. You thought Nolan was a villain. You thought that he was going to be Mark's Joker at the time. Yeah, Remember yeah, that? definitely. And you've, you've... I still you've, don't believe it. I still don't. I'm just waiting for it. You've thought, you've thought... I mean, you've followed Nolan through so much stuff. Like, he's gone through the prison. He's spent time with Alan. They've done a lot, you know. So it's almost like you've got to experience way more of Nolan as he truly is than Debbie. 
Right. So in this mm-hmm. scene, it's weird because you're coming at this from his point of view suddenly, whereas in the first volume, you were looking at it through hers. Yeah. No, so absolutely. And I, I like to see his change. And mm-hmm. the more that we've gotten to see of him, I realize, like, oh, okay, I feel like he's being truthful or mm-hmm. he's being honest. But I can't help it. Like, Kirkman's writing, he always... Right? I don't know when someone's going to die. I don't know when they're going to live. And, I and it's so amazing. I'm, like Who's bad? Who's good? Mm-hmm. Last volume, we talked a lot about when it's okay to kill someone. Like, that struggle that Mark was going through. He had his black costume on, and he was really struggling with what kind of person he is and when it's okay to kill. This one has a lot to do with redemption. I've yeah. noticed uh, a lot of the themes that come up with Mark and how he's viewing villains and viewing enemies and everything that's going on with Nolan and everything has a lot of that. And that's going to be kind of a theme that comes up a lot. Yeah, definitely. So um, a great scene, a great quiet scene between... um, Oh, actually, before we get to Eve and Mark, uh, Nolan wants to talk to Oliver and he like cuts him off and he's like, no, you're coming with us. I want to talk to you. And that was like a cool little like, oh, you know. That's um, your dad. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So Oliver's obviously excited. He gets to go out and do some action. But a nice quiet scene with Mark and Eve. Um, they spend the night together and they're talking and Mark is clearly scared and he keeps talking about like, you know, I might not come back from this, you know, and, and Eve... she still hasn't told him. Yeah. She, oh, Eve funny. decides not to tell Mark and you can obviously see it in her face. She starts tearing up when she's looking away from him and... It, it really is like a gut-wrenching scene, mm-hmm. you know, like, because what do you do? There's that struggle of, should I tell him? I don't know if he's going to exactly. live. Is he going to come back? And what so good what is do you do? telling him? Like, would that what make would it do? worse? Right, Would yeah. he stay? Does he need to stay? Oh, he should would, he go? Yeah, he would totally end up staying. Would, would he fight differently if exactly, he knew? Yeah. Like, would he it, hold back? Would he retreat? You know, yeah. so that's all the things that are going through her mind. And I have a weird question. The... Mm-hmm. On the other page, there's she's doing laundry, and there's a duck shirt. Does that have anything oh, to do with something? Not, actually, honestly, I don't know. I That's just a didn't good know catch, if it was like it an Easter egg or something. Yeah, it definitely it's, looks like it's an intentional logo, which yeah. there is an intentional logo later on. Okay. Um, but that one, I don't know it, okay. honestly. Yeah. All right. I'm just curious. Interesting. So, uh, Mark leaves, and... Uh, they're on their spaceship, you know, Nolan, Oliver, and Mark, they're on the spaceship, and it's the Star Trek <laughs> crew that mm-hmm. is transporting them. Uh, Star Trek-esque. They get their, their earpieces from Nolan, which I, I love that little mention. It's like, hey, don't worry, we've covered the fact that you can all talk in space. Don't <laughs> don't think about it. Just don't think about it. <laughs> so, but then the the spaceship gets attacked. It gets, gets destroyed. Something happens to it. Something flies through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, Oliver, and Tech Jacket fly out. Um, because, you know, Nolan and Alan were on the other side of the ship. And they fly out, and who's there to greet them? Well, <laughs> who was sent after them, exactly. Exactly, so... And, and this, you know, and... Mark's I, face. Mark, yeah. So now he's like, now I have to do this mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. So it's just... And I was kind of excited. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I saw Conquest again, I'm like, yes! Yep, yep. Here comes the gore. Yeah, and pretty quickly, too. I mean, yep. we just saw him last volume, and yeah. he wasn't gone for long. It wasn't like the sequids or something where it was, like, brewing in the background. This was like, here we go. We're going for round two. And Conquest is, like, right at the bat, right off the bat in the beginning of this issue, Conquest is just talking smack. 
the entire time talking about who he's going to kill first. Like, I want to make you watch. Oh, my God, I hate him so much. (laughs) But you love to hate him. Yeah, I would say he's such a good villain. Like, he was written very well. Mm -hmm. And his character just, yeah, makes you hate. Just hate him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some great, uh, some great fight scenes here. Just so brutal in Conquest, just like backhanding Oliver and uh, Tech Jacket really just being completely out of his league and not really knowing what to do. And he's throwing everything he's got at, a, at the Voltramites. Um, yeah, and I think that's the first time he really can realize how unmatched he is mm-hmm. against them. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, yeah, he needs to figure out a different way to fight them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the, uh, there's a moment with uh, Nolan fighting that, uh, the black Voltramite guy, and he says, finally, I've been waiting to get my hands on you since our last encounter. If you remember, he's the one that um, fought Nolan back on Oliver's planet when he was a baby, and he had, like, his guts spilling out, and he's, yes. he's the one that finally stopped Nolan and knocked him out. Oh. So that's what, you know, that's what he meant by that. Kind of neat that they brought that character back. Um, but yeah, and then like Mark, while Mark is fighting Conquest, he's, he just keeps saying like, how are you here? What's going on? And he says, Cecil kept you alive. That has to be it. I can't believe he'd, when I see him again. So he's, he, he connects the dots pretty quickly. Like, oh, okay. This is, this is it. I mean, it's no surprise that Cecil is up to no good. I Mm -hmm. mean, fucking hate him. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to the dark side. Yeah. (laughs) So we got uh, this Voltramite ship shows up. And a really cool thing that I I like, uh, Oliver runs out of breath. Yeah. Because, like, he mentioned, like, oh, you know, Mark mentions to Nolan, oh, I haven't trained, I haven't gotten the chance to teach I'm him sorry, that. sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. And so Oliver didn't, can't hold his breath that long or didn't know to or doesn't know quite his capacity. How, yeah, how to and, manage it. And he starts running out of breath. So they tell, they, you know... They, they yell for Oliver to just go down to the planet. Go down to that planet we passed. Hurry up and get there and get, get some breath, get some air. And there's this really intense, like, chase scene that happens. Because then Conquest goes after him. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I felt so scared for Oliver at that point. Yeah. 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 And they're just booking it. And you could see that, like, Oliver's trying to, like, breathe. And this, there's an awesome panel of the blood smearing down Invincible's face because he's flying so quickly. so fast. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you see... Oliver gasps for air, but, you know, Conquest is right behind him, but Mark slams into Conquest and slams him into the ground. I love, I loved this panel because, of course, I wanted Mark to catch him, but actually seeing it and being like, oh, Oliver's safe, you know, yeah. and then watching what happens or mm-hmm. unfolded afterwards, I was just like, ooh. So I, I really enjoyed these next couple of pages. Yep. You get, you get Mark and Conquest that begin fighting and, uh. Mark just keeps telling him, I'm not letting go, I'm not letting go. And uh, Nolan takes off to go help, leaving Alan and Tech Jacket by themselves to finish fighting off these guys. Um, and then we just get the, you get the, we get the rest of the fight between Mark and Conquest. And uh, yeah, he, uh, this whole thing with uh, Mark saying he's not letting go, he's not letting go, he's choking Conquest. And uh, Conquest puts a fist through him, or his hand through him, just like he did with Eve. Yep. Just like Nolan did with uh, Immortal. It's just kind of the Voltramite, like... Move. Yeah, they just they, they just like... They own it. Their signature move. Oh, I thought for sure at that point he was he was done. Yeah. And yeah, well, then the the shot of 
you know, Invincible's eyes and Conquest's eye, I was just like, they're both dead. Mm-hmm. They killed each other. Yeah. So you get to see the this two-page spread of the scar of where they've been dragging each other through the through the terrain. And on this last page, you get Mark yelling help while Conquest is gripping his intestines. Ugh. Yeah. So gross. With Conquest's tongue hanging out. So that was issue 72. So right off the bat, this is like, boom. Like, Got right you're, into it. You're into War it. War has started. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to keep telling myself. Like, this is war mm-hmm. and you know it like you said the redemption the theme going throughout but there was so much that happened with the fighting who they're fighting i was like this is crazy yeah. it's crazy but it's amidst a war mm-hmm. so i was um i enjoyed <laughs> i enjoyed thaddeus in this next one too oh yeah so we've got <laughs> so here we go with issue 73 and uh thaddeus is freaking out on uh the captain of the Star Trek, you know, inspired ship. And uh, uh, we get, you know, what was this? This was, uh, oh, yeah, he's just pissed off. And then we find out the... Uh, well, yeah, because he finds out that they don't have Mark, Nolan, or Oliver. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Well, he's, they're also missing uh, Alan and Tech Jacket. Oh, okay. There's because on the next page we find out that Alan and Tech Jacket are hiding, you know, <gasps> Star Wars right. style. Yes. Because <laughs> Tech Jacket says, "I saw this in a movie once." <laughs> it's like the Millennium Falcon on the back of the ship. I totally did not understand that one. Yeah, yeah, that reference. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And uh, we've got a, a scene with Nolan burying Conquest and explaining to Oliver that he was a great man. He was only doing what what he knew. That was his job. That was who he was. And Nolan says, in a way, he was a greater man than I. And we get a shot of Mark. So this is Mark just completely bandaged, just holding all his guts in, basically. And he looks like crap. Yeah, so. I was like, he's not going to live. I still thought that. Yeah, I thought for sure he was a goner. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is, uh, they say that, I mean, Nolan tells Oliver that it's going to take some time, you know. And... You know, it's going to take months, and it'll be a good chance for us to get to know each other better. I really I like... Yeah, I yeah, loved that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, here we go, and do some training, and it kind really of... really shows you that he cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At the next page, we get to see a frozen battle beast, mm-hmm. and, it's, and the, he's just saying, Mama, more, more. Yep. He still wants to so this, fight. <laughs> this, it shows a, a like a half-bitten Viltrumite. In the in space here, where they pick up. I forgot because they were fighting. That was from the fight last from time. the prison. Yeah. So he's been out in space <laughs> all that time. <laughs> all that time. Yeah. Aw, poor battle beast. <laughs> and so then we've got a scene back on Telescrium with uh, Thaddeus looking at the scourge virus and talking to like his two like kind of communications assistants or whatever you'd call them, and he basically says, "Begin the assault, regardless of we don't have, you know." All of our heavy heavy hitters, we're gonna, you know, attack regardless. And so that what what follows are, are some great scenes back and forth between fighting and what's going on in uh, in on the planet With where Nolan Mark and, and Oliver, Nolan and Oliver, yep. yeah. And uh, we we find out that Nolan and Oliver have to eat these the creatures that live on this planet. And <laughs> Oliver's like, "There's no way I'm eating that." 
Then he freaking loves it. He ends up loving it. And I love this ongoing story with Tech Jacket and his facial hair. (laughs) I know. He even did a close-up of, like, his one hair. Mm -hmm. It's great because apparently uh, the Tech Jacket cleans and bathes him and everything. So since they're using the Tech Jacket to to hide out on this ship, uh, he's not, you know, this is the first time he's ever been able to grow facial hair. And doesn't his dad have like a real burly beard? Yeah, too? later on when yeah. he sees them, they're like, you both, you grew a beard. <laughs> and then... Some bonding time between those two. Mm-hmm. And Space Racer shows up to help save the day. And we haven't seen him in a while. So that's just all part of the fighting. And more with Nolan and Oliver and feeding, you know, having to feed mm-hmm. Mark. and. I didn't and, like that picture yeah. at all. It was so gross. Yeah, squeezing that weird creature guts into his mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a... Uh, it, it, they mentioned that a time that a month has passed and that uh, Nolan kind of reflects on his time on Earth and, you know, him... He, he basically says that he thought he was biding his time waiting to see if Mark would develop powers because that was his mission to find someone that, you know, a creature that would match that they can mate with and he said that he was basically convincing himself that that's why he was taking so long but really he was starting to feel human emotions and that you know after he fought with mark he said that when i looked down at mark saw him beaten by my own hand a vultramite would have felt nothing but instead i was devastated i knew then that i'd made a mistake but i'd already gone too far and it was too late i thought that was a great scene and really again starts you know sets up his whole redemption really nails it home and drives it home whatever yeah and i and i like that he's you know sharing all of this with oliver mm-hmm. and so he can kind of get to know that relationship because he's only gotten it from mark's point of view yeah and debbie you know and well if she even talked to him about it who knows but i like that he's getting a good idea of the man he says he is mm-hmm. <laughs> or <laughs> i will still be leery <laughs> and then more scenes going back and forth between alan and tech jacket battling and fighting meanwhile you know more nolan and oliver just having a laugh and uh you know joking about you know mark and eve and nolan mentions that you know uh, oliver's aging has slowed significantly because when he first had him as a baby he could see him age it, like right before his eyes so that was kind of neat and uh we get uh like mark starts to slowly wake up a little bit but then the final scene in issue 73 is you find out who the mole is oh i was so mad mm. reminds me of minority Mi- minority report yeah Am it I? is it is a little minority report ish them just kind of communicating sitting in these chairs so one of those communications of guys. Yeah. I, never, I call them the brains. I never would have mm-hmm. thought it was them, though. No, you know what? To be honest, I didn't suspect them and either. Back when, and back when we found out about it, it shows them. They've been around for a while now. Yeah, and, they're you know, always around. Yeah. And once I saw them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've seen them yeah. so many times, but I makes, never thought... Makes sense. I don't know why. So they, uh, they, uh, it shows one of them communicating with Thrag. Telling them that the assault is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the first. Is this the first time we've seen Thrag? No, you saw him uh, when Conquest knelt before oh, him. Oh, t- that's right. That that's was right. The first time. Okay. Yeah. And then, 
issue 74, the very ominous cover, very Dr. Doom-like. And uh, Thaddeus gives a speech, you know, on the front, uh, you know, in the first page, talking to all the different, you know, races and everybody in the coalition. And he basically lays it out that says that they've they've been working with, you know, Nolan, a, a defected Viltrumite, and we found all these different things that can harm the Viltrumites, and we're going to use them. And they're just, you know, kind of rallying the troops in a sense. And it turns out while he's giving that speech, the Viltrumites attack Telescria. And this is, we assume that this is what the information, you know, what that mole gave to Thrag. And so he sent they him. struck first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a, a, a scene with Oliver and Nolan right before Mark wakes up and they're talking and I thought it was kind of funny because last episode you mentioned, you know, Oliver with his tutor. Maybe he would end up with his tutor. Yeah. And uh, we get a little bit in, of insight into who, what, who Oliver finds attractive and kind of his views because he talks about how he's never really related to humans and doesn't really find them attractive because of his the other half his other half mm-hmm. doesn't look anything like them he finds himself more attracted to that type of person and how he saw a lobster once and kind of felt attracted to it <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny i know i i really i laughed out loud when mm-hmm. i read that i was like that's mm-hmm. so gross yeah <laughs> that's hilarious and uh mark wakes up so mark's awake they tell you know Nolan and Oliver tell him that you killed Conquest, and <laughs> and look and look, the boys both Nolan and Oliver are like you did it yeah all cheesy <laughs> They're, yeah cheesy little smiles mm-hmm. and <laughs> and Mark's all like oh. yep uh, a page of Alan and Tech Jacket on an alien planet you know we're assuming this is just part of their you know while they're fighting the war and Tech Jacket's in bed with. A very avatar-looking yeah, creature. Yes. It kind of looks kind of avatar-inspired. They have compatible parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get a, a a scene with Thrag talking to a skull, and that weirded me out. Yeah, we find out that this is this is Lord Argyll, that and he's saying that you will be avenged. Do they so, get into that a little bit more in the future? They talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. This is a very like Hamlet moment for me. It is. Yeah. Totally. And um I even I was kind of creeped out too. Like I even thought he was I mean, we know he's crazy, but like cuckoo crazy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's talking to the skull. So I was kind of like, not only is he super strong, but he's batshit crazy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna be trouble. Yep. Uh we got Thaddeus emerging from the wreckage and just realizing you. It was you. He Pulls out the traitor. How did he know, though? That's... Well, you got you got to think. He probably knows. He's probably one of the only people that knew that they were about to attack, other than those two, because he didn't know exactly. He knew it was one of them. He actually pulls out the wrong one first. And you got to think the beginning of this issue was him telling the plan of attack to everybody. Meanwhile, they get attacked. So oh, who's the only person that people knows that knew? Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were planning on attacking would okay. be him. So that's why that's how I think it, it, it unfolds. Happened. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And. There to save the day, we've got Alan and Tech Jacket. They're fighting, you know, General Craig and Anissa. Like, a really great fight scene on Telescria with, you know, Thaddeus helping out. And then Nolan, Oliver, and Mark show up. And the fighting continues. And this is is a great scene with uh, 
Mark and Oliver flying through a Voltramite ship. Well, the best part is, too, is Oliver thought Mark was schooling him on how to fly, and he's like, dude, I know how to fly. And then he realized, oh, Oh. (laughs) we're going to punch through that ship. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It happened to be the ship that um, Thrag was in, and he grabs the skull and flies out of it. Creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. But then him and, you know, Thrag and all the other Voltramites uh, leave and uh, decide to regroup on planet Viltrum. So, yep, we get the, uh, and then this issue ends with the traitor uh, informant, you know, to Thrag is, you know, being shot by his partner. I love that it was the partner that shot him and Mm -hmm. not just... Not just that anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the traitor reveals that they are going to Voltrum to regroup and to plan their counterattack. So. So it will continue. Like, yep. it's not, it's not done. When I read that, I was just like. This is just, this is still it's gonna, going. Yeah, it's going to keep bebopping all over. And <laughs> yeah. So now they've been gone, what, a month or two months? So now. Oh, they've been, they've been gone at least three, maybe four months. Right. So you're just thinking of back home. Right. Because they, they say when they get back home how long they've been gone. It's like 10 months. 10 months. Total. 10 months, yeah. yeah. we both were like, <gasps> hmm Yeah. So, all right. Issue 75, this is a big deal. Remember issue 25, issue 50, 75, 100? Now These are all big sense. issues. <laughs> so this is a very, it's a much bigger issue. Uh, Ryan Otley knocked it out of the park. There's some amazing panels in this, some amazing spreads throughout this one. Uh, and so let's jump right in. So... The Voltramites are leaving their planets. It starts with Thaddeus ironically saying the war is over because all the Voltramites have left. All those planets that they were conquering and taking over and holding on to, um, they've, they've left it, and all those planets that were being held by Voltramites have joined the Coalition. So now the Coalition has gotten stronger. Meanwhile, the Voltramites are leaving and going to one location. Right, so that's all like, that's left. Yep, so they're like, here we go. This is our, this is our chance to strike and get them all. And little Oliver. Yeah, Hell great, yeah. Great two-page spread of all of them standing there. We've got, you know, Tech Jack Invincible, Nolan, Allen. Battle Beast is there. Mm-hmm. So Battle Beast is, has joined the fight. Space Racer and Oliver. He's thinking more in his head. Yeah. Yeah, bring him <laughs> on. So uh, Mark has a moment with his dad, kind of saying how he's scared again. He's just... He's feeling unsure of himself throughout a lot of this. And he's talking about how he doesn't think... All of us are gonna make it out. And there's, it, it is. Nolan doesn't even deny that. He's just like, that's war. That's right. It's war. Mm-hmm. People die, and we're doing this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And so they arrive at the planet Viltrum, and again, I love how Viltrum has that ring of dead bodies, kind of as a monument to all the ones that have died from the scourge virus. And hiding among the, the bodies was, I got her name here, Thola. I always forget her name. Thola, she has the, the blade on the back of her ponytail. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Creepy, but really cool. Oh, yeah. Smart. And she attacks um, Thaddeus. But immediately, obviously, the first person to dive in there was Battle Beast. You know, as a, it, the first chance he gets to fight someone. So he takes on Thola and handles her. Uh, meanwhile, Thilla must have notified Thrag and the other Voltramites because they show up, and 
this is it. They're saying, oh, hopefully Space Racer gets here soon because we're going right in. We were hoping for I, him, but... Yeah, I couldn't believe how fast everything just, like... Started. Started. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Space Racer shows up just in the nick of time, um, carrying the, the uh, rag, rag... I forgot the name Ragnox? But the red the things, they can jump really high. And they're that, really strong. And, I'm pretty sure they called Ragnox. But he's towing a lot of them behind them, and he just unleashes them on all the Voltramites while shooting his gun. Pretty cool shot. And uh, one of my favorite scenes or things that happened during this fight scene is Alan punching a Voltramite, and he punches them him in his ribs, and his hand comes out the Voltramite's mouth. Yeah. That's so gross. And when Very I saw that, I was like, yeah, Alan, you're so strong. Mm-hmm. I love Alan. <laughs> well, then he, he, you know, notes that, oh, some of them are definitely stronger than others. Mm-hmm. So that it, gave me hope. I was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it also I mean, made you remind, like, reminds you of Oliver and how weak he, weak is. he is. But he just had some really ones. good training, so he's way more capable. Yeah. you got to think, though, the Voltramites that we've seen are Voltramites that have been sent to Earth to accomplish things. These are skilled, stronger Voltramites. The ones that are back on Viltrum that are maybe hanging out, doing whatever they need to do, might not be quite as strong as we see here. Right. So... Uh, I like Oliver Oliver in this moment. He's like, hey, dickhead, a black hole called. It wants it to suck back. <laughs> Thrag's like, I gather you're the funny one. Always cracking jokes. Stop me if you've heard this one. Back, or punches Oliver, punches his jaw off, and rips his arm off. What do you I guys think to, of that? I had to study this picture for about, you know, two or three minutes just to comprehend what happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's holding his arm. Like, he's freaking holding Oliver's arm. Then I look at his mouth, and it's derailed. I'm like, he's, I think he's dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, he's not going to kill him now. His brother just came back. There's no way. But then later when he says, you know, my brother, you killed him. Yeah, Mark starts freaking out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Rightfully. Did he really die? So how did you react, Brett? Oh, it was just, I'm pretty sure he died at that point. Like, how you just can't come back from that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice this right here? Alan? There's a couple scenes with Alan, I think, right here, and then in a little bit where it shows him basically removing that body of the of the Voltramite, like a bracelet. Like, he still has that Voltramite wrapped around his arm that he punched <laughs> oh, through. So gross. Yeah. <laughs> the, the entrails that are just wrapped around and he's got to yep. get off. <laughs> yep, he just kind of shrugs it off. Um, but, I mean... Invincible rightfully freaks out, starts punching Thrag, you know, and he says, I killed Conquest, I'm going to kill you. And all the Voltramites are like, whoa, wait a minute, that's what happened? You killed him? And kind of takes him aback a little bit. And, well, like, well, they're all kind of stunned by the fact that Conquest is dead, um, Thaddeus has an idea, and he tells Space Racer, he's like, shoot, shoot at the center of the planet, shoot now, go. He shoots, and... He tells everybody to start flying with him. So they all start flying along together. Alan gets pulled off to the side, and it's just Thaddeus, Nolan, and Mark. And I love, as they're flying down, there's a great panel of um, Nolan grabbing Mark. And it almost looks like he's, like, pulling him to catch him up to eye level. Mm-hmm. Just so it kind of, like, giving him, like, a nice little, like, boost. Like, hey, come along, let's go. And they have this great panel where they, like, kind of lock eyes for, like, a split second. And then it just says, get ready. And it just, they hit the center. And these the, the following pages are just incredible of them flying through the planet. 
And uh, well, just seeing that like mm-hmm. explosion coming out and realizing that they just decimated a planet, I was I was in shock. I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and then just seeing the explosion, boom, 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 mm-hmm. seeing the fallen statue of yeah, that's probably that's the skull. Our that's yep, our good yes. catch. Yep. Um, so I was like, they're destroying all hope of this race coming back. Like exactly. that's yeah. And I love these pages, mm-hmm. the following mm-hmm. pages, because it just pans away and you see the progression of this explosion. And I like that all of a sudden, oh no, their clothes got burnt off. <laughs> <laughs> and just that's and the, then right the, back into it. Yeah, the fighting's resuming and you see them all punching as the explosion gets closer. And then you see the explosion catch up to the fighting and you see whole cities and chunks of the planet flying just past floating. them. I know, I the, love The these ring pages. of bodies that catch up to them. So once that blast knocks them out, they're just, they're knocked out. There's rings of bodies of, of Vulchmites that have been, or the, you know, bodies from the ring. They've been dead for They've been dead forever. Ugh. Just mixing with them, and it's just scattered. It's just chaos. It's amazing. So, yep. Uh, Thrag obviously doesn't, doesn't handle this well. Um, he makes a point, and he says, like, you know, like you just touched on Liz you've you've taken it from from us you've taken it all you've our heritage our home our history uh and you know Thaddeus says to surrender and Thaddeus charges at Thrag and Thrag rips off Thaddeus's head I was not expecting that at all Mm -hmm. yeah I think this was like a jaw dropping moment for me I was Mm -hmm. just like oh okay yeah. <laughs> He's definitely dead. This person is definitely dead. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy splash page, too, how he grabs Thaddeus' ribs. Like, it looks like he's grabbing through his ribs and using his body to push back Nolan and his head to knock back Alan. Very intense, you know. Well, it's just that pure... <laughs> anger. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, he says, you know, at long last, Lord Ogall, you have been avenged. So it was Thaddeus that started that, that started all this, that stopped Argal in whatever way. And uh, well, and then he had the strain too mm-hmm. of that. And what was uh, it? the issue ends with uh, Thrag saying, "You're all next." Big splash page. Mm. And Oliver's body still floating. Oh yeah, Oliver's still. Floating and that's in the why distance. I thought he was dead because after it, I saw him again, I just floating in space. I just. And I was trying to come to terms with which has happened. Yeah. So issue 76, moving right along here. Just continues. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> nonstop. And you got to read it back to back to back. So some of these issues were every other month because there no. was so much packed in there. And it I honestly, I even had to stop because it was so much. I just mm-hmm. needed to absorb what was happening. Yeah. And it was intense. I was just like, I need Yeah, it almost it. feels bad that we have to go so quickly because there's so much detail, all the conversations that's held. I mean, we are just kind of going through these, you know, just a, kind of in a, you know, not in super detail, but... So it starts off, issue 76, Thrag is starting with uh, Mark. Mm-hmm. And he's about to pop his head. And he's just... No one comes to his, his rescue. Meanwhile, Mark is holding his head based on what he did to him. And then we get uh, Thrag fighting with Nolan, him saying things like it was 
you know, Thaddeus, who murdered Lord Ogol. So he found out that he murdered him and sent the Empire into disarray. He brought about the Dark Times before I, before I was able to come into power as regent. We also believe he was behind the Scourge virus, which stole any hope of us finding the true heir to Argal. He must have used his own DNA to develop them to help them develop it. It's the only way. And, I mean, Nolan's like, well, we deserve it. We deserve this. This is just how it is. And... I like how Battle Beast tries. He's like, finally, a worthy opponent. And he's like, a nuisance. Backhands him. And Oliver. Well, and er, in, but in this moment, I was like, did he kill him? I don't like... Mm-hmm. Because then we don't see him for... I don't know if I see him again. Yeah, we might not. He might just be floating in space again. <laughs> right. I don't so remember. that's why I didn't know what happened here, if it was yeah. just... You're he right. was dead. It doesn't look or... like we see him again. Yeah. But... That's so we'll, Beast. we'll have to find out. <laughs> find out. <again. laughs> find out next time. <laughs> and Alan is getting beat up. And it's looking bad. They're all pretty busted up. Uh, Space Racer shows up with his awesome gun and grabs Alan. And they basically retreat. Yeah. Just yeah. Space Racer and Alan. They're like, we got it. We have to go. And I, and I liked what he said. He was just like, you know, more or less, we have to live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's just going to end badly. So... Let's get out of here. Yeah. And it makes sense. So Thrag then takes on Nolan and Mark single-handedly. And Nolan says, this is it. Mm-hmm. We can't beat him. He's been trained from birth. This is it. We can't win. So, and I think uh, Nolan actually says, Mark, please know that no matter what I said, I've always loved you. I this thought, is the first time I was like, okay, Nolan. Yeah. They're really they're really laying it on. Like I know. Saying, hey. I know. He's like, I thought that made me weaker, but I know now that it made me stronger. I was like, okay. That was oh. that was a perfect thing to say. Well, it really was. Before they get what good writing. Really messed up. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. That really is true. Yeah. And Thrag really is destroying them. He 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 does the signature vulture might. There it is, hand through the, the hand through the stomach. And, uh, Just collect your entrails, Nolan. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's what we've learned. Yeah. Yep. And so at that point, you weren't really scared for Nolan, right? Because you, I mean, no. the same thing happened to Mark. Yeah. So it's, that's become basically a punch. Right. You know. That's a yeah. That's a. Oh, I can't say their name, so just don't ignore me. Vultramite punch. <laughs> yep. Did I do it? Did I, yeah. 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 <laughs> and Thrax hesitates right before killing Mark. He hesitates and. The other Vulturemites are like, what are you doing? Why Why did you stop? And Thrag decides to spare them and says that they will be needed. They'll be, they're, they're important to leave them. So the Star Trek crew, Star Trek crew shows up to rescue them. Uh, Mark has been in bed healing and more time has passed. Uh, I forgot what they said. Was it a few weeks? Alan's the leader. Yeah, Alan has been made... It was uh, a few weeks, Ryan. You're right. It was only a few weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Alan has been made boss. He said he's been made top boss with Thaddeus dead. And uh, so now he's called Great Alan. But... <laughs> what a perfect guy to... Yeah, right? Lo and behold, little Alan just sitting out in space now is the head of the coalition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know. Showing up to the wrong planet. <laughs> how fortuitous, you know, how it all unfolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Oliver's alive. You find out here that Oliver is, in fact, alive. 
uh, they've got him in kind of a, it looks like a back to tank from Star, Star Wars. Um, a lot of Star Wars references throughout this whole arc. And that he's going to be fine, that his jaw has been replaced, his arm has been replaced, and his own skin is growing over top it. So he's going to be all right. Of uh, course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're not dead until you're buried. Yeah, right? And even <laughs> <Yes>. then, maybe. <laughs> if you can <laughs> find can, your head. They you're... can conquest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Immortal. You're right. Uh, the, uh, yeah, putting Immortal's head back together. So Mark asks Alan, you know, why aren't the Voltramites attacking? Where are they? And Alan says, they're in hiding. They're gone. They haven't, we haven't heard from them. There's been no sign of them. And that uh that then mark kind of makes the connection that uh, where could they be why did they leave us alive what would they what would rag want to do to us to punish us for what we've done we took everything from them what would they want to do to us take everything from us so mark mark says the voltrumites have gone to earth absolutely i think my face looked like what mark's face looked like <laughs> when i read that <laughs> Okay. Okay. So issue seventy-seven. This is one of my single favorite issues. Understandable. Apart from obviously some conquest stuff, um, I love the the powerplex issue that we read. You know, a couple new readers ago. Otherwise, this is among my favorites. It's so cinematic. It's very like you could see this happening in a movie, and we don't get any other issue that does what this issue does. It starts off with the Pentagon just destroyed, Thrag holding. Cecil with Britt dead next to him, Donald dead next to him, and Cecil pleading, like, we can make this work. I can help you. We can, I can help you. We can coexist. And Thrag just squeezes and kills Cecil. I was not upset about that. <laughs> you were like, all right, this like, is a okay. good start. I can deal with that one, at least. Mm-hmm. And you turn the page, the page, and there's a two-page spread of Voltramites just decimating everyone. We've got Wolfman, uh, Duplicate, and right on the front, you know, in the, taking up the whole second page is Adam Eve, just basically sliced in half. Um, and at this point, I'm thinking, is this really happening? Because mm-hmm. I remember Duplicate and Immortal retired. Immortal retired. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, oh, I'm sure they would come out of retirement. For something like this. For something like this. So I was kind of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, curious about what was done. What was really like? Yeah, going on on that one. Mm-hmm. And just the way like Adam Eve is looking, it looks like she's looking at the camera, and you can just like hear it, and then it just flashes to Mark, like with his head up against the glass in the ship, and Nolan saying, "You need to rest." And it was just oh, like it just it's so intense. And this whole issue, it's just like this is this is what's going on in his head, and he's just so freak out because he can't stop thinking about it like they're already there what 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 have they done oh absolutely i and i still didn't connect a hundred percent that it was in his head until they did like another shot of it later Mm -hmm. and i was just poor mark yeah Yeah. destroying himself and it would be 10 times worse if he had left a pregnant eve oh if he had known yeah oh yeah yeah so we get a scene of alan and his girlfriend uh talia and he's stressed out with his new responsibilities and about where the Voltramites have gone and everything. And then I like how he's just like, I miss my friend Tech Jacket. I know. <laughs> it just makes you love him that much more. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, stowed away on their little ship together. He became buddies. Yeah, and, they had yeah. a little buddy time together. 
And he's, now, like you said, he's quirky. He's funny. So yes. Yeah. And now Tech Jacket is on the ship going back to Earth with Nolan and Mark. And Nolan and Mark are obviously, you know, not in the mood to talk. And so Tech Jacket shows up and he's like, hey, you know, I just want to let you guys know. I'll help. I'm, I'm here for you guys. Just let me know. And then I'm going to make love to your sweet faces in celebration. And it's like, they're not paying attention to them all. <laughs> he's like, you guys suck. So a great, a great scene with Tech Jacket. I really like how he was written in this. I think at that point I was like, I want to know more about him. Mm-hmm. And so, moving on, we've got uh, Nolan, again, touching on his emotions a little bit and how he, how he's concerned for Oliver and how he normally, he's still getting used to those emotions and he can't shake that. He's concerned for him and he can't help think about, you know, Debbie back on Earth. And he realizes he's talking to no one and Mark's not paying attention. And he says, Mark? And it shows Mark looking out the window and you get a flash of what he's thinking again, mm-hmm. which is Thrag holding Debbie's head Ugh. with, you know, her boyfriend, Paul, sitting on the floor. Oh, Paul. Dead. So. Uh, That's they, what I knew. I was like, oh, okay, it's not real. Yeah, it's not real. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 yeah, he's... Like you said, it's very movie-esque. You know, you can see this happening mm-hmm. frame by frame. I liked it. Yep. So they, they get within range of Earth, and Mark doesn't doesn't even give a second thought. He immediately launches himself out of the ship and flies to Earth and zooms in, flying around. He's like, what? Where, where are they? Where are they? And he's like, flying around. Right here, there's actually a moment. Where is it? Um, Harry Potter? Yes, the Harry Potter hat. Thank you. No, I was looking welcome. close onto his head, and I'm like, where is it? It's not on his head. No, I it's realized. not his hat. It's so, like a Harry Potter scar. Is that what you're looking for? No. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's the Harry Potter symbol on that guy's hat. Cool. That's a level one. Like, um, he really doesn't look like a Potter fan, but, you know. We'll I mean, have it. you heard my ringtone? Hey! <laughs> you're right, it was. Very Christmassy, too. I like that. No, the, the little Harry Potter jingle. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It just reminds me of Christmas because all the movies come out around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the Harry Potter movies kind of have a Christmassy thing to them. Yeah, they do. They have a good feel for that. So, uh, Mark's looking around and he's like, they're not here. They're not here. And no one's there. And Look at his little smile. He smiles. Smile. And Thrag's like, no, we, we are very much here. And at this point, I was like, oh. Like, it's not over. Please stop fighting. <laughs> so sad. Mm-hmm. So... What do you think of Thrag's offer? So he talks to Mark and Nolan and basically says, this is, this is what I offer you. We're going to stay here and we're going to live among you and continue to, you know, blend in as humans and we're going to breed and we're going to multiply and you're not going to do anything about it. You're going to let us. And if you don't, let us, we will attack and potentially, most likely, destroy this entire planet and everyone along with it. So what do you think of that? Tough spot. No, yeah. I don't know what to think, to be honest. Smart. You know, because there's nothing really you can do about it, and that's that's what Mark is feeling in the situation. He's, and I love how this issue ends with... Mark, you know, saying no, 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 no. And then it does that final flash of what's in his head. And it's all the Vultramites standing over like a decimated city, Earth, and what would happen. And it ends with him saying, my answer is yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, that oh. was a that was a tough one. Because with their whole temperament and everything, like how on earth are they going to be able to handle little tedious things as humans mm-hmm. and not want to destroy something? Yeah. yeah, I. I mean, there was no other answer. There was no other choice. Mm-hmm. And Thrag was really smart. Yeah. He like, and it kind of pisses me off. And I liked all the all the images of. The different Voltramites trying to blend in. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You see the, you know, you see the one with the the red eye with an eye patch on to cover mm-hmm. it up. Anissa. Like, I loved Anissa just being like, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, like things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would just, you'd find them in a ditch somewhere. She's <laughs> Those like, guys. Oh, I have to get pregnant by you. Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Really interesting what it sets up for the future of the series, though. You know, like now Mark's well, living on a planet that's. Well, now I have Ultimates. to rethink everything, too, because I just thought that they were going to be coming in for an attack. They would fight, fight them off. Mm-hmm. But now they're actually going to be living on the planet, repopulating, and they all have to live there. Yeah. I mean, it's a big planet, but still. So now I have to rethink what's going to happen in this and whole... how do you get out of the situation? ...invincible universe. Exact. How do you get out of it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So. I'm just wondering why Thrag didn't just destroy them anyway, because obviously he is stronger, so he could have just destroyed Nolan and Mark anyway and still taken over Earth. Mm-hmm. Whether he had backup or not. No. I think I think that, too. I think that what he's hoping is that... He, I think he's valuing Voltramite life. Yeah. He's saying, like, I, I agree with you in a way, Britt, like, because really what's these two, especially for what they've done, why do they deserve to live? Mm-hmm. But he's seeing every Voltramite is a potential, you know, member of our race and we to cannot... repopulate. He, he doesn't want... He cares so much about his race that he doesn't want to actually, you know, kill one of them. But yeah, so issue 78. This is the final issue of the Voltramite War. And starts with uh, Thrag leaving, and uh, uh, somehow promising he's never gonna see them again. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah like that's gonna happen. So Tech Check it shows up, and uh, <laughs> can't keep up with you guys. Yeah, Mark's and then they leave again. <laughs> Jerks. Yep. I love him. I love him. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, Tech Check it has a moment where he's, he he realized he never said goodbye to Ellen. He's sad about it. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. So we've oh, got a man. scene with uh, Debbie uh, telling Paul to come get his box of crap. So Paul's out of the picture, conveniently enough, yep. because guess who just walked in the door? The family's going to be complete again. <laughs> so Nolan and Mark arrive, and that's when Debbie says, you know, She's a disgrace to women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Just kidding, don't hate me. <laughs> so yeah, ten months. And she freaks out, she says, Where's Oliver? No one's sick, he's fine. He's alive. I love how much who's she loves Paul? Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah who's Paul? <laughs> That's funny, yeah. So Debbie and Nolan need to talk and they send uh Debbie tells Mark, she's like, You should go see Eve, she's not doing so well. And he's like, What? Okay. And he, he says he'll be right back and he leaves. So, I like Cecil showing up uh, while Debbie and Nolan are talking. 
and immediately shoots Nolan. <laughs> He's like, sorry, instinct. I heard you were formed. Uh, but does this mean the war's over? My first thought on that being that Mark was in the room. Oh. How, how did Mark not destroy Cecil at that moment? Yeah, well, Mark wasn't in the room. He had already flown out, but you're saying... Where? Because it shows him... Because he went to go see Eve. Yes. But come back to that thought in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it shows Mark arrive, and you can tell they're trying to hide something. So Mark shows up at Eve's house, and they're hiding Eve's face. They're hiding her. You can't quite see her. And Eve says, don't stop, don't come any closer. And Mark says, why? And I originally thought it was, like, paperwork for, like an abortion or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, but then I'm like, what if she didn't? Yeah, what if she had the baby? Right. And what if she's holding the baby and she's saying, don't come closer? That's why right. I thought that they were hiding. Mm-hmm. Well, hiding the paperwork made me nervous, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the zoom yeah. in on the paperwork? Yeah, And uh, it's just that she's gained some weight. And she says, you know, I don't want you to look at me. And Mark just doesn't care. He's, He's just like, said, I, I love you. At yeah. this point, I thought it was like baby weight. Because oh, like, yeah? you figured it's been 10 months, so it's mm-hmm. long enough for her to have a child. I was like, oh, it's probably baby weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she did have a baby. Where's this baby at? Yeah. And so uh, they're just so happy. I She's know. She's happy he's back. So uh, next page, we get uh, a sad Cecil that has to tell D.A. Sinclair that they're not going to need the Invincible Rihanna Man because the war's over. <laughs> and D- he looks so like, depressed. Bummer. But I was surprised that they wouldn't keep working on them or doing this because you, oh, you never know what's going to happen. And in this volume, we see them use them. Yeah. I mean, they, they will use them. I think they were just, like, ready not, to go. They were like standing ready. Like, right that ready. moment? Yeah. Okay, I got And gotcha. they're like, oh, stand down, you know, that's all. So, Tech Jacket shows up. Oh, yeah. Talks back to his dad. Mm-hmm. Yep. The burly beard. He's yep. so excited. I love it. <laughs> They're both so happy they, grew, they each grew a beard. <laughs> uh, Eve talks about how she's had a hard time. Uh, she said that Bulletproof has been helping out. She got her powers back, and they haven't really been acting up. Mm. And she just didn't see the point in really doing anything. She has the money. She could do something. Like, she could... Buy land. Yeah. And then build a house with her powers and all that. Mm-hmm. But she, she just... She tells Mark that she thought he was dead and that, you know, you, you know, she never thought that she would see him again. So a nice moment between them. And then another couple moment here with Debbie and Nolan. And, uh, yeah, (sighs) Nolan, you know, talking about how much he missed her and Debbie fighting with it and saying that she'll never forgive him and she just doesn't want to and, um, and he's just trying to make her understand. But the only thing I'm thinking is, but, but my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very emotional issue. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. to be very honest, I never thought like a superhero comic would be so personal. Right. Oh, geez. Just wait. You know what's coming next issue. So... Debbie freaks out on Nolan, saying, you ruined it. You ruined everything. You ruined my life. And she's like, I just wish things could go back to the way they were before. And Nolan says, they never will go back to the way before, because I will never lie to you again. Nice moment. Yeah. Exactly. I am so excited for you guys to, for, to get to this page. Finally. <laughs> William's back. We see William again. Eve is sitting there talking with William. 
Rick Sheridan walks out the room, and William says, Bye, Rick. Love you. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Eve says that explains so much about our relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you get it. William's gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time they went flying? That makes sense. This is so gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> they've, they've, they've hinted at they've it. hinted at it. Yep. Throughout the whole series. Good for him. Isn't that great? I loved that. So emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eve... No, William says to uh, Eve, did you tell him? And Eve breaks down crying, says, I, I don't know how. So at this point, what did what did you think? I, I thought could... she had an abortion. Did you? Yeah. No, I still had no idea. Yeah. I don't think I knew either. I, I feel no like I, I, when I read this, I was like, did, did the my, baby die? My like... gut was that she was going to have an abortion or want an abortion mm-hmm. um, because it was messing with her powers. He was going to be gone. She had no idea if he was going to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, she just, she was so young. She wasn't ready for any of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were going to take it to that level. Well, I know. Well, that's, it, it is. It's such a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. So for, oh, yeah. for, the, for that to really happen, it is. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it would be. I was, I was very surprised but then again yeah oh maybe she'd want to have the baby because then at least that's part of mark mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know but then again it's a vultramite like oh yeah there's so many if ands or buts but the fact that she was so emotional and she didn't know what she was gonna do made me think that she yeah. was gonna abort the baby yeah the issue ends with uh thaddeus leaving alan a message that says that leads him to the scourge virus so the Voltramite War, the final issue ends with Alan finding the Scourge virus and tells him that for the good of the universe, eradicate all Voltramite forever. So whatever you do, make sure that I don't die in vain. So Alan has the Scourge virus. So a nice little tease. Right? Like, mm. so what's he going to do with it? Alan's too nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. He's going to break the, the vial and be like, meh, yeah, moving right? on. <laughs> All right, we're trucking right along here. Issue 79. Nice little cover of... Uh, of uh, Duplicate. Duplicate and, and Immortal, playing with their little kids. And even Mark Cuddling in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cute. So. And of course, there's their twins, brother and sister, Duplicate. And, well, I kind of had a quick thought that one of them oh, could have been. would have been one of... Mark and maybe and that's Eve's. where, like, she and then I was like, oh. "It's duplicate." She has <laughs> Oh yeah, this issue does. Yeah, this form again. Yep, he talks to uh, Art and says, "It's just not working for me." And he goes that back to his classic it. costume, uh, goes back to the fingerless gloves and the boots instead of the the costume that was one solid material. I like the boots. Yeah, and like I'm he a says, fan of them. boot drive. I'm boot sorry, drive. boot drive, boot strap. Oh boy. And like Mark says, it, it, it looked less unique, and he likes this when it feels right. And so we've got a scene of Eve asking if the script makes her butt look bigger. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Mark saying, it just makes it look more amazing. <laughs> How typical. And then he's just like, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cute. And then the Invincible Incorporated phone rings. And I love this. There's these two pages, these six long panels of him fighting various enemies, like a lot of the classic villains from throughout the series. And it's just Invincible in the top corner saying it's good to be back. Like, it's like such a nice, like, like breath of fresh air for him to just be fighting villains. 
Just Right. And at that moment, I completely forgot that they were coexisting on a planet. With Viltrumites. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. just how it is now. And then I was just like, oh, yeah. So, I, it was a nice distraction. Mm-hmm. I like the scene of uh, Debbie and Eve talking. And they're, like, talking, like... Stories of when Mark was a baby or their something. besties. Yeah, yeah Mark pissed off that they're friends. But I feel like that's what happens when you're an adult anyway. You start exactly. talking to your and Mark's been gone for ten months. They grew closer. Yeah, Debbie's all alone too. Mm-hmm. And she's I mean, just like an awesome mom. So. I know. Yeah. At one point, uh, Debbie mentions that while Mark was gone, he turned twenty. So a little frame of reference. So Mark is twenty years old. Yeah. Just a. Oh, he's so young. There. Right. So, I like uh, Nolan walking with Cecil through the Pentagon and everybody freaking out when they see him. And Nolan's like, yeah, I really can't stay here. (laughs) Well, for one, I think he needs a pair of shoes. (laughs) Yeah, it it was always funny without wearing that. But at the same time, I think, uh, I don't remember. I love that, his outfit. I love the three-quarter length. Yeah. I don't know why. I I just, I think he looks like... He's going to catch a cold. Badass and ready to fight and Mm -hmm. just... I don't remember who brought it up. I don't know if it was in the, if it was in the comic or if it was on Twitter or somebody somewhere at one point mentioned like, why do they even need shoes? Why do they even need boots? His skin's basically impenetrable. I mean, why not? (laughs) Because it's normal. Mm -hmm. Eventually he'll wear stuff to fit in, but... Yeah. And, uh... At the Stronghold Penitentiary Prison, uh, Dinosaurus turns back into Dinosaurus. The boy that transforms into him uh, breaks out. This is the guy that uh, was fighting Mark uh, last volume, saying that, you know, the the fight with Conquest and everything, stop rebuilding because this is a good thing. This is a good thing. It's employing more people. It's This is leading to a better society if you let the damage stay. Stop tampering with it. Um, and he had some of those twisted beliefs in a way. So we get to see him again. He breaks out. Um, then we get a, you know, a fun date night, a dinner date with Immortal and Duplicate. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was cute. And, and bigger boobs. <laughs> it happens when you gain a little bit. You gain in your chest. <laughs> and I really like how Kate was like, you look amazing. You know, it just... I mean, wants to make her feel, mm-hmm. like, comfortable in her own skin and positive and, you know, I, I thought that was really cute. Um, and the, when they introduce... The kids. The kids to them, Eve just kind of has a moment where she doesn't really say anything. And Mark's like, you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, they're adorable. Mm-hmm. So she's starting to... Well, and I like that his the little boy's name was Abraham, like Abraham yeah, Lincoln. I was right. like, yeah! Oh my gosh, because... Yeah! Oh, I got it. It was little Abe. <laughs> I'm just not getting that. (laughs) I love the chat they have, how these four panels at the dinner table are different different conversations. Mm -hmm. The first one duplicates saying, oh, childbirth is only slightly more painful than being ripped in half. And Mortal's like, doesn't sound bad to me. Like, their their whole vision of pain is so skewed. (laughs) Um, Mark tells his story about what happened in space and how he spent most of it in the coma. Then the next one is uh, uh, Eve and uh, Duplicate reflecting about how Eve's dad tried to get them to like kiss or something and how it'd be totally cool if they liked girls and I hate her father. <laughs> He's such a creep. It's great. Uh and in then... Eve's face like her laughing like that was just like I like a moral's face in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the final like panel of that idea. is uh, the immortal talking about how he feels bad for John Wilkes Booth. 
He's like, true, he did intend to kill me, but I wasn't dead. And he was still punished for the crime. And he's just going on about how John Wilkes Booth <laughs> killed him. I yeah. love that. So then it's bath time and uh, Eve, you know, duplicate passes one of the babies off to Eve and she breaks down. Because look how cute he is. Yeah. Nah. So, Just kidding. Whatever. I'm not that heartless. Pretend <laughs> it's a puppy, Brittany. Okay. <laughs> so, he's crying. Mark goes outside because, you know, he heard she was upset about something and Eve can't keep it in any longer. And she just says, oh, God, listen, I, I had an abortion. And Mark's like, I didn't know if she was even going to tell him still. Like, really? she kept, like, choking it down, was fighting. And I'm like, just say something. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, a pretty intense scene, because not only does she reveal to Mark that she had an abortion, but this is also Mark finding out that she was pregnant. Right. All in one. Yeah. And so, she just says she couldn't do it alone. She just couldn't do it. She had to make a decision. I didn't know if you were going to die. I didn't know. She I didn't couldn't... have to do it alone, though. She could have told him. Well, she thought she was she in case he wouldn't come back. And I, know, I know, but she made that choice. Mm-hmm. And Mark but says, "I'm I, sorry, I did this to you." I thought Mark took it exceptionally well. And they're mm-hmm. both crying. And his love for her, like, was more. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really beautiful scene. Beautiful. Yeah. The coloring in it is amazing because it, like, it's so saturated. And it's so yeah, yeah, it's so deep. The colors is beautiful. Really, really sad. And then I like the little conversation between Kate and Immortal. And Immortal of, I give them two more weeks or how much ever long it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another week tops. Oh, so, Brittany, you said you didn't really know what she had done at this point. How was that reveal for you? Turning the page and her saying that. I had to just like keep looking at everything, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was I was shocked. I didn't think they'd go to that level. Right. In a superhero comic <laughs> of all. Yeah, because so we I mean shocked. we've seen decapitations and gore and guts but we've never really seen something like this and this was pretty this was a a, a, a pretty intense moment in a different kind of way i think at most i was thinking miscarriage or something like that mm-hmm. but this that was that was a lot it was a lot to take in yeah so all right moving on issue 80 We've only got four more of these. We got this. <laughs> Issue 80, awesome cover of Dinosaurus. Yeah, I, li- I liked seeing him, and I'm like, ooh, I think he's going to be be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I was waiting mm-hmm. to, to see him come back after he broke out. Now, when he was first introduced into the comic, wasn't he like eight? He's, was that the same they one? Did no, like you're thinking f- of, and you said this last volume too, because I went back to listen to it. <laughs> the first time we see Dinosaurus, you thought he was giant. Which is the little eight-year-old boy that oh, turns okay. into a huge oh, giant. Why are you so mixed up? It's just a red villain. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one's the I'll dinosaur. Now. We only saw him once before, and it was after Conquest. And he was saying that how, you know, he wanted there to be destruction and stop cleaning up and stop tampering with this because this is actually a good thing to happen to the population that, you know, we'll it's caused more jobs. And... It's, you know, yeah, everybody coming together to help. All right, so this is actually, um, issue 80 is also one of those 16-page panel issues, or 16-panel page issues, where, um, like, uh, I want to say it was two volumes ago, I can't remember, where there's, you know, that diagram where there's, where there's that format where they try to get as much as they can as they can out of a 16-panel page. Yes. Very cool style. It allows for a lot of storytelling throughout it. A lot more art, too. <laughs> so, uh 
right off the bat, the issue starts with Debbie saying she's leaving with Nolan. She's like, we decided to work things out. We're going to try. And I'm leaving. Bye. Bye, Debbie. Bye. Turn the page and screw you, Debbie. They're they're launching into space. Nah, they need it. They need that time alone. I know. I just. I know. It has some very. Mm -hmm. A great moment with uh, Mark and Eve saying that they can stay in the house and an ongoing joke throughout this issue about how, you know, they get this use their parents' bed. And Mark's like, my parents have sex on that bed. And she's like, well. According to what your mother says, you probably shouldn't probably shouldn't go anywhere in the house then. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mark's like, what so don't you gross. and my mother talk about? Yeah, at that point I was like, okay, maybe that's a little too yeah, far. I would never. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, uh, Mark tries to talk to Eve about the abortion and she says she doesn't she want to talk about it down. anymore. And mm-hmm. they just leave it at that. And yeah. Just, Can't blame her. That's done. Um, <laughs> how about this scene? Mark goes to visit William. And Mark's like, oh, you finally come to visit, unannounced, and exactly at dinner time. Still, it's good to see you, Mark. Uh, you know, as we talked about last volume, I mean, William's kind of like, he's been kind of cast down to a C character. He's not really that important anymore. He only comes up now and then. Yeah, and he, I like that they joke about it. Yeah, you know, William like... makes mention that he never comes to see him. He's too busy for him. And this was a great moment for Mark and I, to... And I actually feel really bad, because at one point, I, I'm pretty sure I called him a whiny little bitch. Yep, you did. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> it's all going back together now. So, it's oh, great. Man. I love I love this. I've, I've been waiting for you guys to get to this for a while, this whole reveal, because it's just so great, and it really adds a lot to William's character. Um, but that moment when Rick walks in and kisses William and says, Whenever you're ready, babe. And you get Mark a what? <laughs> well, then, I, and I like how they go on and tell him, like, oh, I was always attracted to you. Yeah, because Mark's oh like, you, I'm doing this thing where, like, I'm picturing us in the locker room, and you weren't, it's not like you're attracted to me, right? Like, not every guy. Right. And they're like, oh, no, 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 I was. Totally. You're very good looking. Oh, yeah. And Rick's like, oh, yeah, totally. Well, because, like, when you find out one of your friends is gay, you always, like, secretly that wonder. That all goes into your head. Yeah. Oh. Head. Well, am I pretty? Do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> and so Mark's like, all right, yep, uh, I'm flattered, really. Okay, that's enough. I'm out. Uh, yep, goodbye. So he leaves. And I love how that, that, um, that you know, page ends with Rick saying, what's the matter? That didn't seem to go so bad. And William's like, no, no, it's, it went well. It's pretty much how I, uh, how I thought it would go. It's just, I don't think he'll ever take me flying again. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> So funny. Did you just bring it back? That's one of the first things that happened in this series. I, know, I loved it. So great. Uh, and then we've got a, uh, a scene with uh, a thief who invented boots that allow him to like walk on the ceiling, walk on walls, and Mark you know, stops him. And the thief basically gives up right away saying, oh, well, geez, I didn't think it would be you to stop me. I thought if anybody would, it would be someone like Rexplode. And, and Mark, Mark's like, Rexplode is dead. He's like, oh, Sorry about that. Nice little jab. Like, hey, remember him? It's like, oh. So, but this guy uh, basically saying, like, hey, I uh, I did this. Like, Mark asked him, why did you do this? And he said that he he's, doesn't have the money to get to buy an engagement ring for, for, his, his, girl. for his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so he built this tech, and he decided to rob the bank just to, you know, pay for the ring. And Mark convinces him. He's like, sell your tech. I'll let you go. This will be fine. Just sell your tech, and uh, we'll call it even. So so reasonable. Yeah, Mark's being a reasonable guy, and right there, it's it's planting that seed of like, 
ramping up Mark's forgiveness Master plan. and his kind of like what's going through his head right and all of this so. and yeah everything that he's been through how yeah how he wants his name to be remembered mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and i like uh i like how the criminal he mentions he used the gravity boots to rob the bank by walking on the ceiling and he said it was pretty easy nobody looks up mm-hmm. like that that's cool yep um there's something the other day i saw on Facebook, they're like, oh, and nobody looks up. And I was like, oh! And it was completely unrelated, but yeah. it felt like something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, we get a, another scene of Mark at his comic shop, and there's a couple inside jokes here, other than some of the titles and everything around in, in the background, but uh, the comic shop owner talks about how the writer of uh, Science Dog said he promised to be on time you know, for a full year, which is something that happened with Invincible. Kirkman promised. He's like, all right, you know, I don't remember was it 2012 or whatever. He's like, yeah, we're going to, or 2011. They're like, we're going to be on time for a full year. And uh, that was a little inside joke. I guess it didn't happen. Actually, I think that year it did. All right. I think it did, actually. Um, And then uh, another inside thing is Mark saying, what the heck, did every series start over with a new issue one? That blows. Why do they do that? It doesn't help sales in the long term, and they just go back to numbering it the way it was for the next anniversary issue. And that's because Marvel and DC, they started doing this thing where they started rebooting the whole series of things starting with issue one. Then it gets confusing. It's Mm -hmm. frustrating. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. It's okay. I like a... Nerds. Uh, Hey. You're like, doing a podcast. <laughs> I like uh, I like how the next issue ends with, uh, I don't like it, but it's very sad. Art showing up to say goodbye to Nolan. And he's like, is Debbie here? He's like, no, no, he's gone too. I felt so bad for Look him. Look at Poor Art. Look Art. at him slumped, walking away. He's like, did he leave without talking to me again? <sighs> Just a Poor shadow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mark gets a call. Uh, for you know, his the Invincible Incorporated call that somebody's Dude, that havoc. beep beep in her pocket. Her butt looks like voluptuous. It takes up the whole panel. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Half the panel, right? Half the on. panel, Half right? The not panel. the whole. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, a, that's, uh, a, that's a good voluptuous rump. <laughs> the dinosaurus is attacking Las Vegas and telling Mark that he wants to. Uh, uh, destroy vegas it doesn't you know it it shouldn't be uh it's a it's a drain on natural resources uh, the colorado river will soon dry up the region can't sustain itself furthermore if it were destroyed the area could be ideal for a solar panel uh, which will supply jobs and he's saying all this and he's like i wanted to get everybody out I, my plan was to get everybody out but it's not working it's not going to happen whatever and Invincible's like, no, no, I, oh, the bomb, found it. And he's like, no, I hit a lot of them. It takes at least 50 to level the city. Uh, and you turn the page, and there's just this blast that just... You could, like, hear it. Yeah. Huge two-page spread of this enormous explosion going off. And then you just see Mark naked, mm-hmm. surrounded by the smoke and everything, and it clears away. That's what a 20-year-old body looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all glass. Everything's gone. Las Vegas is gone. And Mark's sitting there on top of the glass naked saying gone. That's it. Yeah. So. 
And I feel like it's weird because, like, he... Dinosaurus Rex. <laughs> Just Dinosaurus. <laughs> I'm going to call him Dinosaurus Rex, FYI. So Dinosaurus, like, he... If he doesn't care about things, that's when he can change, right? That's Yes. But then when he's Dinosaurus, that's all he does is care. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's thinking about everything and how to make it the planet better. So I just thought there was, like, a weird, yeah, you yeah. know, transition of not caring to caring. Yeah. The indifference, they call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's whenever he feels indifferent. And when you talk to him, like, as a human, he's totally dumb. Like, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> he's totally, like, like, a stoner guy. Yeah. Yeah, like... he struck me as, like, a young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, issue uh, 81. Uh, we get the news report of what happened to Las Vegas and we see everybody watching the news and what happened and uh, it's revealed, they say live on the air that reports are coming in that it was indeed Invincible that was there on the scene and you turn the page and it's Powerplex taking up the whole page and he's like, what? Uh, I was excited. Yeah. I like Isn't Powerplex. Cool? Uh, so he, he kind of tells himself like, you know, these are the actioneers that he's working with, which they're introduced in uh, Astounding Wolfman. Uh, and they're just like another team, like Capes or something, you know, gotcha. just out there. And he tells them, he's like, I'm sorry, but I just, I, I need, I, I know what I need to do. I need to go. I need to go. And, you know, he takes off. Then uh, Mark goes to the Pentagon to have a meeting with like Cecil and Donald and Britt. And uh, basically talk about what happened. And they, um, what is it here? Oh, yeah, Mark, I mean, they're basically, they kind of feel like they're, he, Mark feels like they're blaming him for it. And he, he he's starting to feel like there's nothing he can do to stop these kind of situations. And they mentioned Paris, um, something happening to Paris, which happened in, Guarding the Globe. So there's a lot of... there. This is a point in Invincible when there was a couple other series going alongside okay. it. So there's Guarding the Globe. There's, you know, Wolfman. Um, so there's they were trying to tie in more things. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. Because some of the stuff they were mentioning, I was kind of like... Lost. I yeah, I was like, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and they talk, I f- felt bad. <laughs> yeah, and they talk about how they need to find Dinosaurus because they assume he survived. And we get a, a neat little cameo here um, of two... Georgia police officers. Well, I thought that looked like Rick. Oh, yeah. I looked at it, and I was like, that looks just like Rick. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. It's a little cameo from a little Walking Dead uh, cameo of Rick and Shane showing up, and you see that uh, Dinosaurus did, in fact, survive, and he reverted back to his human form. So they, uh, we find out uh, the guy that sold that tech, that gravity gun and gravity boots tech, is back to Robin Banks, the guy that he sold it to. And I love that they call him Gravitator. And, uh, like, Inv- didn't Invincible tell him? He's like, that kind of sounds like uh, Gravy Potato or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Gravitator. Yeah. Gravitator. Gravitator. Mm-hmm. And so Mark uh, forces the guy to tell him who he bought the tech from, shows up at that guy's house. Uh, I think his name's Chris. Uh, he shows up at the guy's house and is like, dude, why'd you sell it to a criminal? He's like, why couldn't you sell it to someone else? He's like, I don't Is there a number for that? Who do you uh, want me to sell it to? Yeah, that's yeah. true. So Mark goes and... Takes and, him. And takes him to Cecil. Oh, nice. Yeah, I so, forgot about that. Yeah. So he's like, this is a place in which you'll actually be able to utilize your skills. You're obviously a smart guy. And, you know, this is a place where you actually 
get paid pretty well for this. And uh, Cecil makes a comment. He's like, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you'd come around to my way of thinking. And Mark says, as you get, you get older, you start to see things differently. doesn't mean I agree with everything you do. So, I like that. You know, I mean, that's life. Yeah. And you, what's that saying? I agree to disagree? Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of. I still don't. Oh, please. <laughs> You're talking to the original The hater. original Cecil, Cecil hater? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so on Mark's uh, flight home, Powerplex attacks him. Yeah. And there's this great scene. And, uh, Powerplex, uh, once again, having a very emotional scene. Freaking out on Mark saying, you know, Las Vegas, how many more people have to die? Because this was Powerplex's whole thing. You know, like, it's your fault. It's like your this fault. is it's happening because of you. And Mark, like obviously, knows not to fight back, and he's he can he can take Powerplex. Right. So he walks up to Powerplex, and he's like, "I saved the world. I was doing that. More people would have died if I didn't do anything at all. And you know what? I failed. I failed in Vegas. I, I didn't big. do it. Yeah. I, I tried and I failed. That's all I did. And you know what? You failed too. I wasn't the one that killed your family. Mm-hmm. I failed and you failed. That's just how it is. And Powerplex has that moment where he just, he's like, you're right. And he just breaks down. I can't believe he actually got through to him. Finally. Like, I never, I didn't think I was going to see it at all. I, I thought know. it was going to end in a death match for well, sure. Well, it was almost like so stupid. Like, how does this guy not see that he killed his own family? I know, but, but it's, it's all because of what Mark did. I know. You know, it only happened because of him mm-hmm. and but choices that time, he's made. But the second time... With his wife and child. I can't even... That scene haunts me yeah, still. Yeah. Like, but it's one of those things that this is a comic book. The bad guy is crazy. It's like the Angstrom Levy thing. Like, he's crazy. He thinks that it's Mark's fault, like, that all this has happened to him. Like, you know, other villains in other comics, they they have their reasons, but they never come around to seeing it the right way, the, yeah. the, the, the other way. And this is an example of a villain coming around and being like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And you know what? Redemption. Again. Like, this yeah. is this is coming back around I to forgot, that. I forgot, yeah. And when Mark was actually holding him, like, yeah, I'll be just, okay, buddy. I'm that's sorry. one of the pages I regret not buying. I saw that one at the first uh, oh, time that's I saw a good Otley. Scene. Yeah, at, at Boston Comic Con in like 2014. I really. I, you fool. No, but instead I bought Conquest. Which, I like that, though. Yeah. I know. That's, Conquest. Yeah, that's I a great know. page, too. But I, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's a good page, Ryan. That's a good one. <laughs> if it was either or, then I think you made a good choice. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of what it came down to. But we've got Cecil talking to Mark again and saying, hey, you know, if if I need you, can I, can I call count you? Count on you. you know, yeah. Can I count on you? And they kind of offer to help each other out. And uh, the issue ends with Mark, like, taking his mask off and sitting down with Eve and just feeling, saying, like, listen, I, I don't feel like I'm making it change like right. i punch Things guys just I, keep I knock them down they get back up cities still get destroyed and not making any long-term change here and uh that's where issue 81 ends so issue 82 the cover is universa another villain that we saw last her staff volume. she had that yeah. cool yep. yeah yeah uh, her power was in her staff and she wanted to drain earth from its energy and they knock her out and then the sequence attacked and everything. I like how and you in, see. Yes. <laughs> you can see Invincible in her helmet. Yeah, the very reflection. cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the very first page. It's Rex. And older. Yes. The last time yes. you guys and that's saw what I said. him. When I, all of a sudden I saw him, I was like, where has he been? I had to go back mm-hmm. to the beginning yep. to be like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Because remember, the last time you guys saw him, 
him and Matsugo were little because they were like dating. I was saying, yeah, they were like 14 ish, something like that. Yeah. Yep. So Rex is so miserable. He he looks distressed. Yeah. He's super like discouraged. He's having a rough time. He tells Cecil it's been 12 years in in that dimension. They've spent 12 years there. So, I mean, if you thought he was. And they add. Age really fast, so that makes sense mm-hmm. for that dimension. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how the whole time thing works. So when they were, yeah. So uh, Cecil offers Rex a job. And uh, I thought it was a cool, it made sense. It's a, one of the things in this comic, a lot of times it's very smart writing. Kirkman does great with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Look at all these teams. We've got Capes Incorporated. We've got the Actioneers. We've I got like Wolfman. Mm-hmm. We've got Tech Jacket, Invincible, and then the new Guardians of the Globe, which... There's a lot of characters in this panel of Guardians of the Globe that you don't recognize. But right. That, that's what happened during their little series. When they were gone? Yeah. Most you, pretty much all you need to know is that there's a couple new characters. There's okay. some really neat ones, too. Maybe you guys can read it she sometime. She's got no pants on. I think Ooh. it's yellow. Oh, yeah. No, it's just yellow. Really? <laughs> she has yellow pants on. It does, it does look like she's not wearing <laughs> she pants. She totally looks naked. Oh, You're naked. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how she she distract or distracts the villains. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rex is happy to take the job. He says he uh, he would welcome the distraction. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, what's happening, buddy? I know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mark shows up at the prison, and he wants to talk to Universa, and uh, she basically freaks out on him, and does not want to talk to him. Um, we get a scene with, uh, Duplicate and Eve chatting, uh, <laughs> at lunch, and she just makes a comment about how Eve's, oh, she's like, oh, Eve, you're eating a salad, good for you, and he's like, I'm eating salad because I like salad, um, and she mentions how she gained weight because she wasn't doing anything. That pissed me off. I think it was supposed to. I mean, I mean, Kate has clearly, she's kind of a little bitch, I mean... Well, all the comments the she fact makes, that she so. has everything she wants. You mm-hmm. look so good. Good, really. really? Like, yeah. yeah, that's her character. Uh, Absolutely, we know that. We know that person. I feel like I know <laughs> someone that's like that. Right? You have. I to. think they share the same name. <laughs> oh, Kate. Oh, Dupla. Dupla. I was. I was like Brittany. You know another Brittany? No. <laughs> 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 You're right. Okay. So. Uh, well, then I we bet got, Mark is just thrilled. Yeah, oh, you right. freaking bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dinosaurus turns himself in to the Pentagon in his, you know, human form. Because he doesn't like the dinosaur version. And uh, he's like, I figured out how, to, how it happens. Just don't shoot me. Just, I want, you know, I want to talk to you about it. And then we go back to Mark and Universa. And Mark's saying, I want, I want to free you. I want them to let you go. Redemption. Yeah. And... He talks about how, uh, you know, he's like, I get it. Your world is in danger. You need power. But you're here to help people. You're people. But, you know, what you're doing is not evil. You're just desperate. Right. And so he's kind of coming around to other people's point of view. This he's, Mark's showing a lot more empathy towards, you know, all these other villains, in quotes, right. and how they're doing things. Because we never thought about this, really, like Universa being anything more than some alien that shows up and wants to take all of her energy. It's right. Like, no, she's a villain. But really? not, not a bad one. Just ha- doing what she has to do. Just misguided. In yeah. A way. So Mark convinces Cecil to let him uh, help her. So they do rolling blackouts instead of uh, uh, the energy going to people's houses or wherever. 
to certain cities. Instead, it goes to her. And um, they give her enough energy to leave. And she, she thanks Mark and says, hopefully someday I'll see you again, basically, and takes off. I thought that was wonderful. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. And a I, great way to tie up a storyline of a character. Like, yeah. And again, I, I like how Mark is continuously surprising me with how he's treating people. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Because he just, yeah, had that big struggle of... The whole it, killing thing. Mm-hmm. And being so devastated that he killed someone. So now he's making it positive. Mm-hmm. And he's struggling with how to make a change. Like, and he tells that to Universa. He's like, I've been thinking a lot lately about how to, like, go about things differently. Because yeah. putting her there in that cell does nothing. She's right. just going to sit there. And what good does that do? So it he's he's seeing things through now. Instead of just punching the villain and the villain goes away. Like a lot of other superhero comics. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that was dino- deep, Brian. Oh no! <laughs> dinosaur, dino- dinosaur is talks to Cecil, and they just de- de- decide it's indifference that makes him uh, transform. And uh, then the the first time you get to see Monster Girl since she's come back, she growed up. She yeah. growed up. <laughs> she sure did. She looks like a lot like Eve. A little bit. I think that's just the way. Maybe you know she's just drawn. Yeah. Just oddly style. Um, and then we get a conversation between uh, Mark and Cecil, and they're in the white room. And, <laughs> I'm like, what's going to happen? No, Cecil, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't be alarmed, but there are some things I've been keeping from you. And <laughs> Naturally, he, why not? Yep. I mean... And uh, last, uh, last volume, uh, Cecil brought Mark into the Pentagon to say, hey, you know, D.A. Sinclair is reformed. He's, they're expecting their first kid. You know, they're, in, you know, they're married and, right, yeah. you know, starting a new life. But they covered up the Invincible Reanimator. They said he's not ready to see this yet. Uh, and I think in light of all of Invincible's recent, you know, actions and what's been going on, uh, Cecil thought it was time. And so right off the, right off the bat in issue 83, we see that... Uh, not only are they reanimated, there are they're him. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> invincible and you know, Mark's weirded out by it. He's not mad. He says it kinda makes sense. I get it, and he's creeped out by it. Um but, you know, it's just it's okay. Like he's alright with it. And uh Mark says this this changes nothing. You need me call. If you don't need anything else, I'll see myself out. And he leaves and <laughs> Cecil's Cecil's yeah. standing alone in the white room like, Wow. That went really well. At this point, I felt like Mark had no more fucks to give. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you're going to do what you want anyway, especially mm-hmm. with the So let's use whatever you're doing for thing. positive. Honestly, yeah. I'm still surprised you didn't just rip Cecil's head in half. Okay. So bringing up she that point. didn't bring that up. Oh, my gosh. No, like, he totally didn't bring up the whole conquest thing. Yep. I didn't even realize. Yep. This whole time, I'm like, why is, why is Cecil still alive? So... And now, is, and now that he's like, yeah, you can give me a call. You can do whatever you okay. want. The wow. whole Rainman thing is fine. That's a, I almost feel like that was that would be something that I'd want to ask Kirkman about. Did they maybe just forget about that thread, or or that's just how just, much he's yeah, like because it seems like a big deal. It like, is a big deal. I mean, and I'm trying to remember. I'm rereading these as we go. I haven't read volume eight yet, and I haven't read it in a, you know probably a year or so. I don't think it comes up. I think they just move on. And maybe that mm-hmm. is part of, maybe it is intentional. Maybe Mark just, he's moved on. Yeah. And like what's done is done. And that kind of seems like his attitude lately. So. 
Um, this issue has a um, has the uh, uh, Magmaniac and Tether Tyrant. Uh, is it Magmaniac or Magnetech or whatever? Uh, and Tether Tyrant uh, doing a job for Titan. So there's this whole the whole mob, you know, underground, you know, is in this issue a lot, and we see more of them in a little bit. But Titan has a has a job for him. So uh, there's a party going on, kind of welcoming Rex and Monster Girl back, and uh, Monster Girl is getting hit on by every single guy, and Rex is just kind of moping in the corner and Mark tries talking to him and he's not really paying attention and Mark's, Mark's like, hey, is everything okay between you and Monster Girl? And Rex is like, no, not remotely. Mm. So sad. And they just, they, they lay it on so thick. So, uh, back to Tether Tyrant is, uh, he, we find out that he's, oh, well, we knew before in, in, in a previous issue that he actually talks to his vest thing. It's some kind of alien creature thing. And he's talking to it and they're talking about how you know, yeah, I know it would help if we did, if we formed a permanent bond, but I don't want to. You said it would transform me. I just don't want to do that. Let's just please stop bringing it up. So, yeah. <coughs> just mm. seeing him like. Yeah, like play with it. It's like a pet. <coughs> it's like a pet to him. Yeah. It's odd. Very creative though. Interesting. And it wasn't it someone at some point like when he was fighting Mark like the first time you see him was he like was this bubble gum? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so uh, back at the party. Uh, Monster Girl is walking out with Bulletproof and she's like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Like this, there's nothing happening between us. Sorry. And she talks about how she's still kind of out of sync with human behavior because she's been gone for so long. Uh, And she says like, it's just too soon, too soon. So we know that something's going on with that. (laughs) Very, very funny scene between Mark and Eve Sleeping in uh, Mark's parents' bed, and he doesn't. He Mark's doesn't want like, to. Oh no! I don't blame him. <laughs> and she's like, "Get over here, you little rascal!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mag Magmaniac and uh, Tether Tyrant show up to uh, to take out uh, Machine Head the old mob boss that Titan overthrew. Yeah. And Vault, uh, this guy that is there that actually crushes uh, Megmaniac's head, uh, I think he was actually a villain in um, Astounding Wolfman, Volume 1, which, you know, uh, I remember Bill and TJ talking about him. I'm going to have to go back and check that, but I'm pretty sure he's from that, which is kind of cool. He had a really funny scene in it. And so uh, uh, Tether Tyrant yells out, like, James, like, he's, this is his friend. This is his good friend, and he's dead. Yeah. And he tells the, the, the vest, he says, do it, do it now. Do the permanent bond. I don't care what happens. There's nothing left for me. Um, and a cool scene. A cool scene. Mm-hmm. I right? liked that, yeah. It's just Tether Tyrant just in blackness. And he's, like, talking to himself, and he's like, what happened? Where, where, where am I? Did I die? James, how could I let you die? Blah, blah, Like... You know, if you can hear me, I don't want it. I want control. I don't like this. You know, hello, hello, hello. If you're out there, if you can hear me, I want my body back. Give it back to me. Give it back to me. And it just, he wakes up out of it and he is like a monster. Yep. And he's, he's terrorizing the yeah, city. Yeah, he's tearing shit up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Britt says to him, he's like, you've been wreaking havoc on the city for four hours and then you just come to and give up? I don't buy it. So they send Tether Tyrant away. 
but crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, pretty creative way for him, for his storyline. Uh, Mark shows up too late. He's like, oh, I guess you guys got this under control. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, and then this issue ends with uh, Rex and Monster Girl having a moment in the bathroom. And uh, Rex is saying, you know, it's weird being back after all this time, isn't it? And Monster Girl's like, you know, she tries to talk to him. He's just like, don't. And Monster Girl's like, can we please talk about it? And he's like, I came back here to leave everything we built and forget what you did. Please, Amanda, please, why won't let you, why won't you let me forget? Mm-hmm. And the fact that she says, I didn't sleep with Bulletproof, tells mm-hmm. me that she did something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I mean, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So So they had a relationship for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She and did now, something terrible. Mm. <laughs> and now the final issue for, uh, for Volume 7, Issue 84. <clears throat> I like this uh, cover. Just this solid black with Mark in the corner holding his mask. Very, you know, Spider-Man no more. Very, like, it looks like, you know, con- yeah, giving contemplating. up. Exactly. It's like, you know, do I want to do this? I mean, obviously these covers come out way before the issues come out. And so people can see them. And it looks like he's contemplating done. And it signifies a big change coming. So it starts off with Eve talking to William. And William talking about how bad he screwed up uh, Las Vegas. And uh, Eve snaps at him and saying it wasn't his fault. Um but we get to see Vegas on the next page. And Dinosaurus was right. And, uh, you know, they turned it into a solar panel. And that it's, you know, and it's funny, the guy that, you know, created the gravity gun actually able helped. to do this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, you know, Cecil says that it's providing clean energy for nearly half the citizens in the country, the entire country. And construction is a project that, you know, is employing thousands and Mark has a moment where he kind of says very quietly to himself, Dinosaurus was right. And, you know, Cecil's like, what was that? He's like, oh, nothing. So he has Maybe this he's moment. Scared. He has this moment where he's like, wow, he actually was right about something. Um, and then uh, there's more, more tension between uh, Rex and uh, Monster Girl about where they're going to live and Rex mentions that he doesn't care anymore and it's like okay you know you kind of something's got to happen we got to find out what's going on between these two so uh oh this is where she says she didn't sleep with them and yeah she mentions that she didn't sleep with mm-hmm. them yeah with bulletproof and Mark has this scene with Eve where he sits her down and he's like listen I might do something crazy but I need you to trust me and he like, should have gone to talk to a psychiatrist at this point. <laughs> Did you guys have any theories of what he was talking about? Well, once he said Dinosaurus was right, mm-hmm. um, that kind of made me think like he wants to break things down to build them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe go back to that train of thought, maybe do something disastrous like what he did. Well, and he's been thinking of things in a completely different way recently mm-hmm. so it actually makes me scared of what he's capable of in this mindset yeah so i mean i had no idea but i was thinking something like you know just rebuilding from chaos mm-hmm. yeah and uh eve says that you know 
I love you, and nothing you can do will change that, and she trusts him. Uh, earlier in this volume, uh, uh, somebody tells um, Cecil, they're like, you know, when do you ever sleep? And he's like, I don't. I, I stand in a puddle of goo, or I, I, I sleep in a puddle, or I, you know, bathe in a puddle of goo for a half hour every day, and it keeps me young, and I don't have to sleep. And we actually get a scene of this happening, of him in his pool of goo um, because he's being alerted to Mark breaking out Dinosaurus. And I love this scene because he's telling uh, Dinosaurus, the boy, uh, you need to change into your, dinosaur, di like, into your dinosaur form right now. And he's like, what does it? And the guy's like, indifference. And he's like, you need, to, you need to get me to not care about something. And then there's this wall of text where, Whenever I turned the page, I was like, oh, that's a lot of text. And I was kind of like, okay. But you're and supposed then, to. That's the point. I know. It's so and then when they, yeah, then when that all unfolded, I was like, Haha. Mark basically retells the story of him getting his superpowers to yep. this guy. And he's like, wait, what are you doing? Oh, uh. <laughs> And he transforms into Dinosaurus. And Dinosaurus, you know, comes to the conclusion that the only reason why he's helping him is that he must have come around to his way of thinking. So... They uh, they break out, but not before Cecil sticks the invincible Reanimator on him, and they put up a they put up a pretty good fight, but they uh, they they blast off and take off out of the Pentagon, and uh, Cecil's like, "Tell me that didn't didn't just happen." <laughs> so ah, Cecil. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we we find out that. Uh, Cecil has been searching for Mark. He's got people stationed everywhere at his house, uh, at the base, at the Pentagon, everywhere. And he goes to Eve and he says, has he told you anything? Do you know what he's doing? And Eve's like, I, he told me that he might do something and not to worry about it. This must be what he meant. And Cecil's like, you have no idea what he's capable of th at this point. This can mean the end for us all. And that Mark is a fugitive and they're looking for him. And the last page of this volume of issue 84 is uh, an undisclosed location, the secret base of Dinosaurus. And Dinosaurus is saying to Mark, ready to get started? And Mark's like, yeah, let's save the world. What do you think? <laughs> I got nothing. You got like, a new sidekick or something? <laughs> mm -hmm. Honestly, I just, I don't know what they're going to do. I have no... No freaking clue. Yeah. My guess is just them brainstorming about how everything can become better mm -hmm. between dinosaurs, his ideas of his destruction. Yeah. And Using, what Mark can do. Yeah. Because he says, he tells dinosaurs, he's like, you, you're a little too brutal, but you have good ideas. Mm -hmm. So like working together, we might be able to actually do something. Accomplish something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, the entire volume was leading up to this point, this change in the way Mark does things. So, and right. again... Right, and I'm wondering who else is he going to get involved mm -hmm. and how quickly, you know, how long is he going to keep this plan just between him and Dinosaurus? So that's... Any other uh, theories? You know, what, are, what are some of the things that you're excited to see in the next volume? Any continuing storylines? Mm. Well, I, I I can't 
personally wait to see Oliver again. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to see Debbie and Nolan. Mm -hmm. And and I know they're going to be reunited with Oliver. And that's That's going to be... That's right, because they're going to Telescrio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to see that. I actually want to see more of Alan. (laughs) Yes. Doing something with that. Scourge virus, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What is it going to do with that, or if he's just going to ignore it? So I kind of want to see how that mm-hmm. unfolds. So I'm going to show you girls a picture. This is something that was released online. Um, Ryan Otley might have been the one to post it. I think so. But this was released probably even sooner than where you are in the comics where we were reading. So I, at this point, we saw this image online. And this was a few months before 2012 happened. I don't remember. Actually, you know what? It was on. It was in April of 2011. This image was released. Hmm. What do you think of that? Right now, I'm showing Liz and Brittany the image of a black guy in the Invincible costume, and it says Invincible 2012. So, so. maybe seeing all the Rihanna men made him like he said, "Huh, that's kind of a good idea." Let's not do it with Rihanna men. Let's just make other people... Interesting. You know? The cover for Ultimate Collection Volume 8. Yeah. That's not Mark. No, it's definitely not. I'm so confused. Look, he's holding... Alan's got the... Alan's got the vial in his hand. The vial. They wouldn't show it unless if it's important. (laughs) (laughs) So I am excited for you guys to read that. And we'll be back to talk more when you guys are done. Who is that? Maybe it's somebody you know. We'll see. Bulletproof. You're going to have to read it. I think it's pretty early in that volume. I mean, it's enough that he takes up the entire main cover. So, awesome. Uh, Remember, if you guys have any thoughts on the podcast, if you want to write in, talk to us, have a question for the girls or anything, please write in. Our email address is theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. No peeking, Liz. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't want to ruin it. Honestly. And uh, we've got um, a new issue or a new episode coming out in two weeks. We release this podcast every other week. Pretty sure it's going to be Wolfman Volume Two. Not positive, but it's probably going to be Wolfman Volume Two. Uh, or no, 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 Brit Volume Two. Pretty sure it's going to be Brit Volume Two. Then after that, maybe Wolfman. But then shortly after that, we've got a new issue coming out towards the end of January. Everybody, have a good uh, holiday season. Yes, enjoy your holiday. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. Write us emails. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Oh, and Happy New Year. Happy Happy New Year. The whole thing. Uh, 2017 is going to be great for Invincible. It's going to be the last full year of Invincible Comics. But it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And we're done. Bye. Bye. Bye.